Hi and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. I'm here in St Vincent's Hospital with my mum, Lucy. Do you want to say hello? Hello. That's, uh, I'm just putting the introduction together uh, while I'm in the hospital. I'm going to edit this together and put it out uh, while I have time. Today, this is normally I'd be editing at home. But I won't be doing that today. I had a great conversation uh, in Bondi with Victoria Healy and her producer, Josh. Victoria has some shows at the Sydney Fringe if you want to rock along and see them. She's a very funny woman. I also have three separate shows at the Sydney Fringe, Tracksuits Live, Aggressively Helpful, and Alice Fraser Solves All Your Problems in Six Easy Steps. Come to one, come to all of them, recommend them to your friends. Even if you haven't seen them, just assume that I'm going to be good and I will try my best. Uh, without further ado, I will let you listen to this conversation. We went from very lighthearted to very serious, and that is one of the things that I like the most about this podcast. Email me if you want to on alicerfraser at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, or tweet me at, at alliterative, or leave a review on iTunes. I don't read them, but I think other people do, so that would be good. Thank you very much. Uh, you're having tea with Alice. You have an idea? No. You don't no. have to. Yeah, no, 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 no. I have a. Um... Well, we can... Oh, you know what? I, I'm passionate about overpopulation. Okay. You think we should kill everyone? I've got, I want to do. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to do something. Okay. I don't know. I know that um, uh, Dick Smith's my homeboy. In that he <laughs> he agrees in uh, stopping population growth. But yeah, I'm a big person on population. So like a one-child policy kind of deal. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, first uh, I will start the podcast. Okay. Um, which is I say we're having tea with Alice. I'm going to let you introduce yourselves and what oh, tea you're drinking. Yeah, I thought yeah. I was just listening. You can just listen if you want. Do you want to do be you, part of this? Do, do you, you have any dangerous ideas? I really disagree with the population. <gasps> That's good. We can have this discussion then. Okay, so introduce yourselves one at a time. Say what tea you're drinking. Okay. Hi, I'm Victoria Healy and I'm drinking Earl Grey tea with, with a little bit of milk out of a paper cup. And I'm Josh Dorr and I am drinking a steaming hot peppermint tea. If it's not steaming, you're probably, it's probably not tea. No, but it's, it's like... Very hot. So hot that I won't be drinking it for a while. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the tea of patience. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? That's, it's, it's doing that because it's so bloody cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, possibly. It's not that cold. It's actually a very nice day. We're down at Bondi Beach at, uh, Oh, wow cow. They've let us sit here so I figure I should give them a shout out. Wow cow. Covered in udders. And a golden udder. Can you pick out the golden udder? Well they're actually not a tea shop, they're a yogurt shop, but they didn't have music so I thought that would be a good place to record the podcast. Uh, so you're down in Sydney for your comedy show? Yes. And I am performing it at the moment in the next couple of days and it's great. Well this will come out this afternoon. Oh so sweet. It's, a, it's on at the Chippendale folks. The Chippendale the Ch- Hotel. The, the yeah. Chippendale Hotel which is formerly the library. Yeah. 
and it formerly before the library it was something else something maybe the rose does that ring a bell i don't know okay uh it, it's on abercrombie street it's on abercrombie street it's near the white rabbit gallery which is a great art ah. gallery one of the best yeah and it's 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 nice they do food they uh, and they do comedy they they do a weekly comedy room but um, you're not advertising the pub you're advertising your show my show <laughs> my show is only on tonight and tomorrow night and at 8.30 and it's about greeting people. It's, it's called Victoria Healy Hello and it's about how we greet one another and how we how to overcome that awkwardness uh, when you greet people because that's, there are so many variations. That's very interesting because that's like it's an hour long show. Yeah. Well here's the thing. I didn't think that I'd be able to do an hour on greeting people but it's that classic thing of uh, once once you start, you just realise there's so much to talk about. We're just in the middle of the hustle and bustle of beautiful Bondi. What it's like a country town, almost, but not. Because it's so busy and it's so stacked. But it's like... So how is it like a country town? Just the, the fucking ocean. That, that, that I don't know that country towns are known for their ocean. Yeah, I know. I mean... Not Have you travelled much of it? No, <laughs> yeah, nah, like, it, beach, sorry, okay, beachside town. It looks like a beachside town. If, yes. you, if you just landed here and you didn't come from anywhere, like, you just beam down on the beach, you'd be like, wow, that's a lovely, built-up beachside town. You don't look over the, uh, the hill and realise there's that whole big city behind it. Uh-huh. It's very self-sustaining. You've got yoga shops, you've got waxing shops, real estate, flight centre, and the amazing, the main, amazing um, uh, Bondi surf. Yes. Uh, yeah. What, what, how, how many country towns have a flight centre? <laughs> <laughs> Slash waxing shop. Yeah. You'd you just, you'd, you'd land here and you say, well, this is the... Like, I'm trying well, to agree with you, but all of your points of reference are just... <laughs> Describing urban density. <laughs> yeah, it's very... But, but you... What, what I'm saying, hey, now this is what we were talking about before the podcast. You were saying that the thing that Sydney's known for is that you, you turn and there's nature. Nature's yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, there's nature right at the end of this street. Big fuck off waves. Yeah, well, so, that's the nice thing, isn't it? Yeah, you have wilderness, completely yeah. untamed. And, um, yeah, they, that is, they, they're some big... Okay, so we're from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. We, we've got, we live on a bay with little rolling, little pissy waves. When you go down to Rye or Torquay, you get the full force of nature, of the, of the ocean, but you still feel like you're out of the city. Mm. Here, I, I just can't get my head around that this is the city. No, that's not the city. We're not in the city. I know, we, I just don't feel it. It's the appeal of this. That's the appeal yeah. of Sydney, I think. Yeah, I um, think almost is. more than anything else. Yeah, best of both worlds. Smack bang together. Any listeners out there want to give me dicks? In dicks Bond- in Bondi. Bondi. Oh, I don't know if we have any Bondi listeners. Well, text us. Uh, or, actually, I say text us. That's because of radio programming. Email me. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if yeah. I'm a great house guest. Are you? 
because everything you've said so far has then been like undermined by your later assertions. Like you'd say, I'm a great house guest, for example, I do poo on kitchen tables all the time. You're like giving all these examples where I'm just not, you know, I'm not undermining perhaps you are a good house guest. I'm just saying your idea of a I think I... town is pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I um, know how to give people space. Mm-hmm. But then also know how to spoon them creepily at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got. I think you've figured me out already. Yeah, I'll say something and then I'll say the opposite. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I found a, le- a little bit more about myself today. All right. That's what this program is learning. Learning. So, what's your um, uh, dangerous idea slash wait, hear me out? Well, here's, here's the thing. I bet you'll all say it and, and you, you guys will be able to convince me otherwise within. Maybe three sentences. Okay. But hear me I'm out. up for that challenge. <laughs> but hear me out. Well, possibly you'll be able to convince yourself <laughs> yeah. in three sentences. Um, it's more likely. More likely. Um, I... There are too many people in the world. What do we know? What are the facts? We deal in facts. I deal in facts. And we know that the world's population is growing exponentially. That means rapidly on a graph that goes keeps on going up. Like there's no plateau. I, I thought think it was exponentially, exponentially. <laughs> but exponentially. Sure. Yeah. Where's what's an exponential then? Nothing. It's, in, it's just so, uh, someone saying exponential with a bad cold. I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a, the graph goes the graph. Uh, then up, yeah. pointy up. It's you like, deal in facts. Your science background or? Ah, uh, sure. No. Um. <laughs> Science is all around me, so sure. No, well, you know, you know, I, I, you know, you know what? I deal in truth, mm. and there's nothing more truer than a graph, an exponential graph. <laughs> oh, look, it's. I agree that the world is overpopulated, but I don't think that means that we should. What are you saying? Like stop breeding, which we are naturally inclined to do. No, are we? Are we? We're not. We're not. We're going, growing expon- exponentially. Population-wise. Population-wise. Yeah. So we're not stopping. So what's your solution to this problem? I um, mean, obviously, too many people is an arbitrary thing. I mean, people thought there were too many people in the 1600s. and hmm. and uh, They didn't have the services, though. Exactly. So, I mean, you have this kind of... It's an arbitrary... It's like, for example, I believe that I received too many unsolicited dick pics. <laughs> But really, I don't receive that many. But I think one is too many, and I get them at a rate of like maybe one a month, which so I think it's is all too a many. Of perspective. Yeah, it's a matter of perspective. If I... Thinking, think of all the dicks out there in a population of seven billion on this planet. Mm. You could essentially be receiving three point five billion dicks every day. I could be. So actually, it, if you look at it from that angle, I'm receiving. Frighteningly few. Exactly. <laughs> well, Hello, listeners. Send no, us dick pics. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, dick. What is the point of the? Okay. What is the point of a dick pic? No. Yeah. Sort of round, rounded. Oh, we generally. were talking about this. Oh, <laughs> we're talking about that on the uh, bus on, on the, the way bus. here. Were you? Yeah. yeah. On the way to the country town of Bondi. That's right. Yes. Because as a gay man, the dick pic is currency. It's currency. It's. It can be the make or break to meet and greet a fellow a fellow gay in a new city. <laughs> and if really? you have a beautiful penis, it is 
you should send it before a face. Interesting. Yeah. Do, can you draw a little smiley face on your penis and cover both, or like print out a picture of your own face and I, put it on the end of your penis? I want a digital printer so I can print a 3D version of my face <laughs> and put it on the end of my penis. So as a gay man, yes. because you began the sentence with that, uh, do, how do you feel about overpopulation? You're doing your part. Yes, certainly. I was about to say. Well, there's a there's an interesting science argument, I guess, to say that <laughs> more people be gay. Yeah. Well, no, we may have come about as a as population control. Get the fuck out! I've Are heard you that serious? See, I That's spoke genius. about this with my friend Scott, who mm. uh, I'm actually going to be starting a podcast with in a few weeks. Um, and I did a podcast tea with Alice. He was my first, I think, mm. tea with Alice. Um, and we had this conversation, which was the argument that gay people are unnatural doesn't stand up in the fa- in in face in the face of you know if you have a lot of brothers you're statistically more likely to be gay. That argues for some really? sort of natural kind yeah, of evolutionary yeah, function. Yeah. And it's usually the, yeah the youngest brother. So you're not going to be killing your brothers for some woman. You're going to be. Mm-hmm. What have you always said? I'm a gay man in a woman's body. You I'm, are. I'm, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm a gay man. You, Let's qualify that. I have said that Victoria is yes. a gay man in a woman's yes. body. Because you're definitely in a man's I, body. I mean, I'm not. If you do have gender dysphoria, I don't want to like rub it in or anything. But <laughs> you're very like you've got a beard. Yeah. And, and a penis, I haven't seen your dick pic yet. I haven't. <laughs> yeah. I'll send it to you now. There's um there is a, a website called ReviewMyDickPic.com. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, wow. the, I think there's a website for all of that. There's a ratemysomething.com, like rate Anything. my insert word here.com for everything. Yeah. And rate, yeah, rate my rate dick, my dick pic. Is uh, a, one it's too. a Tumblr, I think. Oh. But apparently it's quite a sweet one. Like it's like a they send uh, pictures to this photographer and he like says, "Oh, your lighting isn't great and huh. you might want to not have a washing basket in the background, but you have a beautiful penis." And it's like this really affirming thing. Yeah. You know what? Like they that. need they like need that. Courtney Sage Hart taking your dick pic. Yes. My yes. the one who took my photo. Yeah. <laughs> he did adding, great lighting. Adding some beautiful color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ca- making it feel comfortable in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want you coming want... out of your your shell. And they don't have shells. No. No, it was meaning like, oh, you know. They have hoods. Or, or Sometimes. 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 <laughs> Back to the population thing, though. Yeah. Were you saying on some what? Wait, were you guys saying that on some level you reckon biology, no, ever, no, the collective biology of the world will start realising that... It's called critique we, my dick pic. <laughs> Tumblr.com. That rolls off the tongue a bit better. This podcast sponsored by CritiqueMyDickPick.com. Oh. Do you? Th- okay. You know the cosmos. Mm. You know the collective cosmos and how they talk about that. They, okay. Wait. I'll get there. They and what's collective cosmos? I don't. Uh, what? What? What am I? What am I? What I mean is, you. You were sort of saying that. You. You reckon that they were saying that there's a theory that gay people right. exist to stop population because they don't as, as part of population yeah. control so is that is that is that nature taking that first step is it and and and, and you're saying in in your theory that, that given no evidence one way or the other yeah there's no oh no, i'm a science girl oh there's no there's nothing to base it on is there not really no not yet it makes make sort of intuitive sense i guess mm. i feel so so lucky to be a gay man 
and like gay and male because I just don't have to worry about pregnancy. pregnancy and I know it's really cliche for me to be removed from it and even a bit like a bit oh, so like yeah yeah and I think women are amazing and incredible but I'm just I'm so glad that my body doesn't have to and I'm not saying anyone's any woman has to have a baby but I, I know that I've got a lot of female friends who you know they get the urge and they're like the, the clock is ticking Vic's nodding her head <laughs> is your clock ticking despite your feelings about population yes. control yes yeah. so the, here's the thing no matter, no matter how many gripes you have with the world, traffic, um, people building high rises, waiting in queues, these are all the things that are the daily frustrations with overpopulation. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you can't ever, I, I, I personally can't ever get over that uh, thing of we're all just human and mm-hmm. humans deserve life. Actually, take that back. Because I've got another thing. I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big pro, pro-choicer. Uh-huh. So not everyone deserves life if you don't want it. That's a whole nother kettle of fish. What I mean is when, what, what, am I, what I'm saying is when you, maybe when, but, like we, well, I, I don't think I could, I don't think I could go out there and shoot anyone. Yeah. To, but I think. I think people should put themselves out on an ice floe at age 65. A, a what? An ice floe. An ice flow, like like, like, like down in Antarctica. Yeah, that's what they used to do with uh, allegedly. I don't know if that's true. And we have an aging population, I've... which is a huge burden on our economy. And if we just shipped them off to Antarctica, so maybe the, uh, what I'm saying is population control maybe doesn't need to happen on the baby end. Maybe it should happen on the uh, elder end. That's a good point. That's I'm a good not, point. It's not a good point. It's a hor- horrific. Uh, slash genocidal point. <laughs> well, geriatricidal. <laughs> good point. Yep, yep. Uh, you've 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 struck another chord within me that I have. You hate old people. No, 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 no. I hate. Wait, what? What? Uh, hear me out, right? Yeah. Hear me out. I will. <laughs> I hate tourism to Antarctica. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, you might, from what you're hearing, Mm. uh, you might be getting a sense that I am an environmentalist. Yes. (laughs) Because, one, I don't like overpopulation, and two, you do like gay people. Yes. You love a seaside town with lots of wilderness. (laughs) Yes, yes, okay, you you are getting this. And three, four, whatever we're up to, I want to keep Antarctica free of people. Okay. You know... Okay, okay. See, this is this is what gets me. Is like, we're running out of space. We're not running out of space, but it's like, we're running out of things for people to do. And people now have seen everything. We we all we're all yoloing all the time. Uh, particularly middle class baby boomers. They they realise they've got fucking loads of money and they can go over and tour everywhere. So they tour everywhere, and then they're like, oh, what have I what haven't I done yet? I haven't gone to Antarctica. Leave Antarctica alone. So, your idea about putting them on a ice, ice shelf? No, you're I, against that. I'm a, I'm very against that. Unless we can kill them and feed them to the wolves. I mean, that's sort of the point of it. Okay. They, the point of it is that they do die. Okay. I mean, the idea is that old people should take themselves out of the equation. Okay. That's not the idea that I propose. The idea that I propose. Yep. My uh, somewhat unpleasant idea is that everybody should be, every woman 
should be fitted with a, a, um, an IUD, uh-huh. an implant, a contraceptive implant, oh, non-hormonal, yeah. maybe a copper IUD. Uh, and you know, when just before she hits puberty, or when she hits puberty, and then when she decides if she wants to have children, then it's removed. Oh, I so love that idea because there are so many people just having them accidentally. Yes, so it would mean that you would, I mean, arguably, maybe you'd have to pass a test or something. And this is a horrifying, sort of slightly fascist idea. Nah, 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 I like it because you know who's in control of it, and like it's not as if you can take it out yourself necessarily. But it's not that difficult, I imagine. You could, I'm sure, you could make ones that could be easily removed without government approval or something. But it would make having children. A positive choice and it's kind of like I lean towards that in a lot of my arguments like positive consent rather than just not saying no and there's this thing in our society that's like um, it's called pregnancy ambivalence where people have been in relationships for a while just sort of vaguely uh, stop using contraception yeah. and vaguely sort of roll their dice and sort of like well if I wouldn't happens, mind it if it happens it happens uh. and I was like actually it's a it's a person's life it's gonna be a person's life probably and it's gonna be your life Make a decision. Don't just let it happen. It's another thing where I feel like I'm, I'm starting my sentence with as a gay man, but it's another thing where as a gay man you need to save up a bunch of money, yeah. do a bunch of research. You yeah. have to really make the decision in Australia or everywhere to have a kid. And I think that that's a great thing because I know that I've thought about it with my partner and I've gone, nah, nah, we're probably not like parents. Yeah. We have a dog, and that's, that's enough. It, that's become, you know, enough of a discussion and showing how we how we feel about this animal and you your know, different parenting styles. Yeah, different <laughs> styles. Everyone thought that I would be the the really relaxed, let the dog do whatever it wants owner, and my partner would be the really strict owner, and it's the exact opposite. The dog is allowed to sleep in the bed. I'm so opposed to that. Mm. Um, and because of it being a, a choice that you have to make, yeah. like like if you had an implant, you'd have to choose to take it out. Yeah. There isn't that apathy. And then I think it would be a, a major population control because when you have to think about it, rather than just be in the heat of the moment, yeah. you know, and you make a very rash decision to just go, eh. Yeah, and you, I mean, that way you avoid abortions almost yeah. entirely. You yeah. avoid that question because... There's not that many people who would choose to take out the implant and then get pregnant and then decide on having an abortion. Yeah. yeah. And they, I guess the issue that would have come up then and be highlighted then it would be the, the idea of... And it's a contentious idea of if you have, for example, a Down syndrome fetus. This is where it gets Where tricky. you get tricky on pro-choice yeah. of like, yeah. well, if, you're, if it is such a big deal to have a baby, then every baby is this massive choice then surely you want the best baby you can have. You know, like, that, that becomes sort of worrying. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, that's already happening where people are trying to genetically modify their children. And, it's, yeah. And people have been yeah. trying to do that for years. Of, you know, oh, if we have sex this way, we'll have a boy. Because people, people want are stupid. to determine... Yeah, people are stupid. And you have to account for, even with a great... I think that is a great idea. There is always going to be a negative side. There is a, for any idea that is a good idea that is lasting there will always be the other side of the coin. Yeah, so like, just as I think with sex things, you should always, if, like the first time, you, like after you've been in a relationship, you have a state of implied consent and it's, you know, you can grab their boob or whatever and they can say no, 
but you assume that they'll generally want to have sex with you. But if it's your first time hooking up with someone, or your first ten times hooking up with someone, mm. you want them to say yes rather than just sort of be like, ah. <laughs> yeah, just kind all right. of, you know, like, which yeah. is kind of what happens. A lot of people sort of, or they get drunk and because they sort of want to have sex but they don't really want to think that they want to have sex because it's this weird like good girl thing so if they're not really you know that stuff I find that very um, understandable but really sort of repugnant I like with more of this um, uh, rape culture and victim blaming language coming out in the mainstream I've, uh, I've had big discussions with friends about how um a lot of it has got to do with the uh, conditioning of women to feel shame with sex. It's still that shame is still a part of uh, of sex, and so a lot of these time, a lot of the time, um, these are really murky stories of uh, consent or you know rape allegations comes down to a girl who's felt guilty sleeping with a guy. I don't which, think a lot of the time. No, 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 no. Uh, that, yeah, no, but that's a possibility in that you... And, and, that, and that just and blew my mind. that's a possibility that is practically erased by a demand for positive consent. Mm. Of course, it then ends up being a he said, she said situation. Yeah. If it is, if it does come down to an actual accusation of rape, mm. but it it avoids the situation, which I think a lot of guys are scared of, legitimately or not scared of. Uh, their fear is either legitimate or not legitimate. But I think a lot of guys are afraid that if they take a girl home and she's drunk and they're drunk and they're kind of, you know, being driven by their natural urges and they yeah. think she's not saying no, they think she's into it, mm. but they misjudge. Yeah. And it's not just that they're not just afraid of a false rape accusation. They're afraid that they'll actually rape someone yeah, without wow. meaning to. You know, just because they read the situation wrong. Yeah. We should do everything we can to prevent that happening. Yeah. Like, if you, if you are getting yourself into situations where you think you might accidentally rape someone... That's ho- like that's a horrifying situation, yeah. right? I just have never been in that situation, and I, I struggle to understand how you could, I don't know, wake up the next day and go, was that consensual? Yeah. And well, I imagine I don't know a lot about male gay sex, but I imagine there's a bit of effort well, that's involved. You know, <laughs> you know, there, there is that isn't with straight couples. Is there is a discussion after consent? Yeah, about what it's going to involve. Exactly, there's because logistics straight, yeah, that need to happen. Straight people have the, uh, have almost no discussion because in our society it's penis goes in vagina, no discussion necessary. Whereas with uh, with gay guys, you consent to being attracted to the person, and then you've got to say, uh, "You top, you a bottom. Do you want to roll around? Do you want to drag each other off? Do you want to, you know, just kiss? What are, like, what are you into?" And that's yeah. And even with the most prudish gay man, you still need to negotiate that either physically and usually it's quite common to just say, "What are you into?" Yeah, and because people, otherwise you're trying to read quite complicated signals. Absolutely. Like, how do you do that with a wink and a, and a head yeah. twitch? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> you can't keep it sexy without, you know 
the guy going to an area you don't want him to go to, potentially, without go- shaking your head and furrowing your brow. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. Not that's not sexy. So it's much easier to say, my, hey, my, what are you into? My favourite unsexy thing... Uh, <laughs> I love reading, uh, there's this 44 bad Cosmo sex tips and I recently wrote a, a sex tips, a Cosmo sex tips survivors article for SBS because I find so funny the yeah. idea of somebody going into sex and the other person just saying, what are you doing? <laughs> like I just, that is just the pinnacle of hilariousness for me. I don't know why I find that so funny, but I find it very, very funny that, but I could have very easily imagine myself trying something to that very response just doing something that I'd read somewhere was sexy like you know because they're all the sort of diseased imaginations of women trapped in magazine kind of culture yeah what can we say put a donut on his penis oh what are you doing what I'm allergic to gluten like get that away <laughs> the sugar chafes yeah I've just got I've I think I've got diabetes in my balls. <laughs> I like that idea. Donut on the penis. I love donuts and I love penises. See, but you would negotiate that. That's not something you'd like subtly try to slip into sex. Absolutely. There would be a, what are you into? Donuts. Okay. And then the discussion ensues. As a euphemism? No, not as no. a euphemism. As a, a very literal mm. thing. And it would have to be a very specific donut or a very... You don't like want a, a hot jam donut. No. That is a horrifying oh. prospect. And the guy's got to have a very small penis or you've got to get a custom-made donut. You know what? I'm thinking about this too much. Too much. <laughs> but, yes, uh, to return to population control. Um, look, I think you... Just give people bad sex tips. That's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Telling people you're into donuts is going to eliminate a lot of sex. Just, just... That's a good way because, see, this is the thing. At the moment, what's happening is in, intelligent, educated people... Have less have fewer children. children. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, okay. So if we break that down, and it's because they tend to wait and choose and time yes. their babies. Yes. Which I think maybe everyone should do. Yeah, but people are stupid. As so people are stupid. So if we can't fit everyone with a, you know, a uterine implant, then maybe what we can do is just give everyone terrible sex advice. <laughs> is that what Cosmo has been doing this whole time? Yeah, maybe Cosmo is actually just pro-population <laughs> control. I, I have to point out the, dif- the, the, the difference is uh, also from country to country. So in more uh, developing countries, you're going to have more... Uh, crazy population spikes. That's because labour is still mainly manpower labour. Inefficient manpower labour. You need children to look after things. Okay. Slash you when you're dying. Oh, I was just thinking they don't have, in a lot of these countries, they don't have any sex education. They don't have any access to contraception. That too. Um... I was watching this amazing documentary on SBS a couple of months ago called the um, Doc- Dr. Vasectomy, Dr. Vasectomist, and he, and he goes, uh, oh no, the Vasectomist, I think it's the Vasectomist, anyway, he goes to third world countries and just gives out uh, vasectomies, and it's incredible hearing these uh, men's stories, who are, they're just like in, in this desperate situation of like... I can't have any more children. I can't afford to have any more children. We're already living on $10 a day or something. I can't, please, please do this. And yeah, I thought that was incredible that this guy is single-handedly going out there and trying to help with population control. 
Um, so do we in the Western world need to give, instead of girls, those fake babies to look after to make <laughs> them appreciate what's going to happen from a silly night's decision? Yeah. Uh, do we need to give guys ten of those babies <laughs> and take their money? Yeah, I mean, I can't believe that practice week. still happens. Because we never did that in my school. Oh, you did it? We and did that it is crazy. So that you know this this thing of um, mm. you give the girl a baby to care for, like in sex a doll, ed. A doll. A doll. A doll. It's electronic and it's got a it's quite sophisticated and it cries mm. at intermittent times and you have to there's a, a key that you had to put in the back at my school and it's really hard to hold the key in and that's feeding it. Uh-huh. Um, and if you don't keep the key in, it just keeps crying. And even when you put the key in, it still cries, but you've got to hold it for like five minutes for it to stop. Yeah, and okay. it's, it's hard work. And that is supposed to be teaching you about the responsibility control. of uh, having a baby and maybe telling Taking you. Taking the romanticism yeah, out of it. Yeah, as well. maybe telling you don't, don't have sex, unprotected uh, sex. Yep. Don't you know, have crazy, but make those decisions. But I just think that that's insane anyway that the fact that that's still happening in Australia why that's population control that's yeah. what you're pro population control no nah yeah yeah nah but uh, it's it's again saying it's the woman's responsibility and this is why I'm saying we should give the dudes yes, the babies I too. like that I like yeah. that that's hilarious <laughs> ten, ten of those babies I don't think it's hilarious I just think it's sounds fair well, I mean, this is the thing about sex, which is much though you would like an equality of um, kind of attitudes to sex, women bear the majority of the risk in yeah. in any sexual encounter. The male to female transmission of STDs is much higher than female to male. Uh, a woman could get true? pregnant. Yeah, I mean, it's because it's this more exposed mucous yeah, membrane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the same way as I imagine uh, gay guys who are bottoms yeah, are more yeah. likely to That's get true. STDs than gay guys who are tops. Mm, mm. It's the same it's the same thing. So not just like that, but then also emotional risks uh, because biologically the way that you react to sex as a woman is... Uh, we're kind of stripping away the socialisation of that a bit, but you're still biologically more likely to get attached to the guy in a way that really? he's not. Yeah. Is that, is that that's you proven? get flooded with these kind of hormones that make you yeah. bond in a way that guys don't get as much of. Some of them do, but just statistically. I thought that was all, okay. It's I, not all socialisation. Yeah. It I is, thought that was. I, I knew the chemical. That's in. It's a part of my show. The oxytocin is released yeah, yeah, when yeah. you hug someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, because you're a woman of science. Yes, all my comedy is based in science. <laughs> oh God! Um, but but so I thought that was for all of us humans. But you're saying that women it, get it more. Women get it more, and yeah. they get a harder dose of it, particularly after penetrative sex. Okay. Like also, um, women who are, suffer from depression, unprotected sex uh, lowers their depression, oh so my. you can get. So you, it can actually be a mood stabiliser for women, which means, like, if you're upset and you have sex with someone, they make you feel better and you get this attachment to them because they're your... Right. Oh, wow. Magic D, right? Magic D. But hey, unprotected but you're unprotected. Sex. So are you saying that that little bit of condom... Oh. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, like it's apparently something to do with a chemical reaction, but it is this kind of... And then the other risk, of course, is the pregnancy risk, which mm. is... Really, but you're the one who's going to who takes the actual risk. And you you're spending nine months with this baby growing. He makes a choice you. if you get yeah. pregnant. You 
don't make a choice. You just have to deal God, with it. God, I've never heard it being laid out like that. Which is why women are, like, by socialisation, the gatekeepers. It's why women are the ones who are like, slow down, slow down. Because they're the ones who are actually assuming the majority of the risk. Okay, okay, we need to talk about this. Okay. Since I've been in Sydney, I've downloaded Tinder. lots of people. No, 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 no. I've downloaded... Okay, okay. I don't have sex with a lot of people. Okay, I don't know if I should be saying this or not. Then cut it out if you don't, if you're not into it. Just say what you want to say but I, 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 yeah, like we've been talking about this. I find it really hard... To have sex with people, no strings attached. Yeah, oh, no, I, I can't, I, I can't do that. I, I don't see how, what, what the purpose of that is. Uh, me, while we've been here, uh, 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 Josh has gotten me on Tinder yeah. um, uh, to get uh, some audience members. See, I. Um... Dan Muggleton, who was on my podcast two weeks ago, he told me to do that when I was in Melbourne, and I tried it. Yes. And it was horrifying, and I lasted about an hour, and then I deleted it. Uh, why? What? I what, made, what happened? I made Victoria persist. I made her get past the difficult first hour. See, I, <laughs> I, you know, I put up my thing. I put up a little witty, like, "Come to my show," blah blah blah. For comedy, blah blah. I made a little stupid joke, and I said, "This is not." For sex, this is me advertising my show. Sorry. Ah, there's your first mistake. Didn't want to lie. I did, I didn't, and I got, you know, swiped a lot right. And then I got within the hour like 72 messages, 50 of which were grotesquely explicit. Oh wow! Really? And I was like, oh, I can't do this. Okay, see, I played it like I play in normal life. Okay, so firstly, downloading the app was the most difficult moment of my life. Why? Because. Um, Were you slut shaming yourself, or are you just bad at technology? <laughs> no, no. Am I slut shaming myself? I don't think so. Yeah, what? I, I can't. I can't. I, I and okay, okay. So in life, I don't hook up with people because I know that um, if I hook up with someone, that's giving them uh, a lot of power. Mm-hmm. I believe. I, I'm giving them a whole lot of power if I sleep with them. Why do you think that? Because, uh, uh, oh, I reckon, oh, because uh, it's the one thing that the women, the, it is the, the one thing that we hold over men. We, we, uh, you use sex as a bargaining no, chip? No, I don't. No, 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 I don't. No, 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 sex isn't even on the table. Mm. What, what am I trying to say? It's like, nah. What? what are you trying to say? Because I'm interested. I think we're in interesting turf right here. This is very interesting stuff. I, 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 the one thing that, the one big difference between males and females is power. I think men have power. Physical, physical power. power. over women. And the only thing that I can keep from them is sex and that uh, sort of the only physical power you have yeah, is sexuality yeah yeah yeah, yeah. if we're breaking Not everything sexual- down from social power to physical pure physical power you have a physical thing that they want yeah 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 that's interesting I'm, I'm, that's I'm, loaded I'm, hey I'm not I'm, and I don't do it in a manipulative way it's in a purely protecting myself way mm-hmm. I don't want to be vulnerable 
in front of a guy that I've just met. Yeah. As in you don't want to be naked. Yeah. Yeah. Or emotionally. And I do think it is a more vulnerable thing for women to have sex than it is. I mean, on the risk spectrum. Yeah. But also on the... Like, it's a bigger deal to let someone put their finger in your mouth than it is to put your finger in someone else's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when you because put it I, like that. I sit on both sides of the fence. But it's a. Do you not think it's a bigger deal to uh, be penetrated than it is to penetrate emotionally? Maybe when I was younger, but now that I'm a little bit older and a little bit more cynical, no. That's interesting. Because I, I need to have an emotional attachment with someone, even if it's like I'm not saying that I don't hook or, up. or can't hook up, but. Definitely as I get older, it's it's something where I, I need to know that it's more than just sex. Mm. Or I, I physically am not, in, not into it. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. But that doesn't answer the question. Do you feel more vulnerable taking than giving? No. No. Because you can be just as in control taking. I am. How about putting it this way? Sex aside, do you feel more vulnerable receiving a gift or giving a gift? Receiving. <laughs> a, yeah. gift. a gift. Wait. A gift. Yeah. Wait. But Wait, we're talking about a gift. But a now present. I need, now a present. You say, you say receiving a gift yeah. is more vulnerable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what if you hate it? You've got it's, it can be unexpected. It can be you know you've, you're expect, you're then think about think about when you're having think about when you're having dinner with somebody and they go I'll get the bill. Most people's first reaction is, is oh no 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 no, 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 no. because I don't want to owe you. I don't want to be oh, unless I like yeah. you and unless I trust you. Yeah yeah yeah. I don't want to take was, something from you, whether it be dinner or a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, I was thinking of it, uh, uh, okay, I was just thinking of it, if I give a gift, I am always panicking, oh my god, they're not going to like it. Like, especially if I cook someone something, because I'm a terrible cook, I'm like, oh my god, they get, I would like watch them eat it, and I like freak out, like, oh, is, does it taste good? Is it alright? Do I use too much, too much salt? I think that's probably what men feel like during sex. <laughs> <laughs> it's not to say that it's not a vulnerable thing. It's just to say that there's more vulnerability in receiving than giving. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think the difference for me, which brings me, like, to the wow. to the point of going, I don't feel less in control. Is it comes back to the physical power thing. And yeah. Like, as two males, I'm still, even if I'm receiving, physically powerful enough to to prevent stop it, or it stop it, to just or, stop yeah. it straight away. Yeah. I've never thought about it in those terms, though, and I think also with that conversation being more open yeah more comfortable to midway through say oh, I'm not feeling it anymore yeah you know and, and shut it down without worrying that I have to just without worrying going, and then there is that, that I think with women that you are owed something that's the fear of you know if you end up in a situation with a guy and you want to call it quits he might not take no for an answer mm-hmm. and I think that leads to um a lot of situations where women put themselves into situations where they are less comfortable than they want to be out of a fear which may or may not be justified. It may be a real disservice to the guy. 
to not say that you feel uncomfortable. He probably doesn't yeah. want, I mean, giving yeah, people yeah. the benefit of the doubt. It's, un, you know, not... he probably doesn't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Oh. He certainly doesn't want to be putting you into a situation that you're not enjoying. I think most people prefer you to be, to be open, upfront, yeah. and communicate well the whole time. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. Because we... they want to know where they stand and they want to know people want to do right by other people. Yeah. The guys that I've been with have always, I think, checked in. Yeah. It's a nice thing, you know. How you how you doing? You, yeah. you enjoying this? <laughs> but but old prude Vic Healy's like, oh, oh, I can't. I don't have the words. You should have a, a color coding. It's just like an abacus on the side of your bed where you just like scroll up between enjoyment and like not feeling it. <laughs> how about how about how about I'm into it if I am I'm 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 rubbing you. If I'm not into it, I probably will get off. You know. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> We're going to cut some of this out, I'm sure. It's a pretty clear indicator, I think, isn't it? Yes, I find it weird to, to talk about sex in reality, but I find it very easy to talk about it as an interesting problem. Mm. An interesting but, but, human problem. Mm, mm. Yeah. Like, for example, when you're really interested in somebody and you have a real connection with them, but you don't want to be with them sexually for whatever reason, because uh, one of you's taken, uh, I go, hey, let's make art. You know, let's make, a pro- let's, make a, let's make a show together, let's write a thing together, and then you can put that kind of procreative urge to good use. Yeah, yeah. And that I'll chem- even... Chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Is that not dangerous? Because then you're spending a lot of time with that person, or can you or can you compartmentalize it right into that? It's like that a box? it's like a, a railway switch. I think at yeah. the point there's a divergence where you're like, we get along really well, our ideas are connecting really well. There's an option to the left, which is uh, making out and being into each other. There's mm. an option to the right, which is making art and being into each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it's on that track, yeah, and then yeah. it's fine because right. all of the Every, you know, when your infatuation just happens, whether you're with someone or not, yeah. like you just get infatuated with someone and yeah. then you go, oh, I think about them all the time. Mm. I don't think about having sex with them all the time. I think about, oh, what if, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, you know, yeah. so-and-so would love that. Let's, oh, I'm going to write that down right now. I'm going to text it to them right now rather than, like, texting a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> I've, ne- I've, n- I've never thought of that. I just... <laughs> you just hijack. I just, I just... hijack my own... Impulses. I I I I I don't acknowledge them. I stifle them down and say, nope. What do you do with the energy? Because this is Newtonian physics right here. Energy just doesn't just go away. <laughs> Where does, my Where does it go? Because um, you get a show out of it. Yeah. I get some That's good work out of it. I get what poems, you... maybe. Like, it's just like I've got to keep it on the inside, then I, it comes out in, like, poems or uh, jokes or... Maybe this is why I like reality TV, so I can switch off. <laughs> but you can't switch off energy. After, yeah. you've watched the, after you've watched The Bachelor and it has satiated you temporarily, mm. that show only goes for an hour. Yeah, what do you do with then the bubbling, seething cauldron of your desire then? Oh, I, I, oh, I like sit on it, but it's like, it's, it's so, 
oh man, I am a closed off human. I shut down and it's just me and the world and me just and my thoughts, but nothing, won't say anything. Yep, wow. Oh wow, we're really... Repressed energy. Re oh yeah. Do you have yeah. bursts of rage? Um, Does it come out in your comedy? Or are you a ticking time bomb? Of just because unresolved you've desire. You're just going to jump of... someone in the street. <laughs> someone will look at you wrong. I don't know if I desire that many people. Well, you've just told us that you can't be trusted with this stuff, that you are shut down and repressed in your desires. So you wouldn't even know if you desired that many people. Yeah! No, I... Oh. <laughs> hell it's worked for me so far up into now it's worked for me because I've found great partners mm. um, I, I, I've, I, I've always felt um, respected mm. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it comes back to that idea of I find it really hard giving over that that part of me to people mm. um, and letting them know maybe what I really feel. Oh, oh God, this is deep. I don't know. I'm kind of, oh, man. This is what tea is all about, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's interesting, though. I mean, it's... Uh, Going back to that, it uh, it sounds so manipulative that I'm withholding sex from people. But that's no, no, no. I fuck, I fuck people. Don't worry, I do. I, I do. I like people. I and I will have sex with them. But to get to that position, like there has to be such a, a deep trust and bond mm. that that to get there because yeah. I, I, you know, I've. Do you find yourself testing the guys you're with, making them jump through hoops? Not as a kind of, again, not as a manipulation thing, but as a kind of a, can I trust you? Yeah. I think, oh, God. It's, it's not now, like a, look, well, bring me flowers. It's like a, I need to see you in different situations. I need to see you through your paces. I need to know what you're like in a... Oh, my God. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, like I, I hate that if this language, if this was a two-minute interview, the... the the thing that would have been taken away from is Mickey is a manipulator with withhold sex and test guy. But you don't understand. It's no, coming that's the point. From, that's the yes. whole point of this podcast yes. is that people do hear you out. That yes. you can say things that sound not quite right, and yeah. then we have room to explore them. That's what my uh, listeners <laughs> like. That's what my audience is. They want this. Okay. Well, hear me out. Yes. I. I. Uh, it, it all comes from a place of uh, uh, um, fear. <laughs> <laughs> Repression. Uh, fear. All right. Yeah. You Catholic know what? Guilt. No, you know it's what? not a bad thing. Yeah, you fear know, is a great self-preservation thing. Wait, wait. But you know, you know what? Okay. Okay. All right. Being being a woman, Alice. Yes. We, we all the one fear that we have. Yeah. Is, is violence, sexual violence, or just violence? And we have, and I, and and this is this is not, and emotional in, so, violence as well. Yeah, there's there's all sort of, and if there's if there's you just you just that's a thing. You grow up and you you, you being a woman, you are a uh, 
a weaker uh, human, mm-hmm. and you feel that you're different. Okay, this also goes back to growing up with probably three brothers. Mm. So you I, had that hammered home. That yeah, you I was were different. I was, I was, yeah. I weaker. always felt that I was different. I wasn't. Ex- I was excluded from things. Um, I was weaker. I did. I, I look back at those times and I realize, obviously, uh, I was. Uh, a lot of concessions were made for me. Like yeah. I, off, I off, if I hit my brother, my brother would get in trouble. Stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I understand that, but. I mean, that is a, a thing that stays with you for life. I don't see that ever going, that fear of, um, of violence, of, uh, yeah, guys acting out violence towards me. So, um, why, why are you uh, shaking your head, Josh? I'm shaking my head on behalf of men. Well, I feel I'm like not, we've done just a them. shitty, shitty no. job of, like, because I, I, I've heard this more than once of, you know, women feeling fearful and... and like so scared of violence and I you know walk walk with people and they don't want to go through a park at you know in in the dark and all this all this stuff and it, it's like men have just done it must have done a shit job throughout history of just being so violent and so rapey <laughs> and I just I'm like ah oh, we got a lot to we got a lot of work to do. I mean, there's an interesting argument in mainly in America that guns are a feminist tool because they erase the physical difference. They equalise, yeah. They equalise. If you have a gun, it doesn't matter how strong you are physically, you have the no. ultimate threat. No, I did. Dis- wait. It's wait, an interesting this, argument. Wait, wait. I don't know if I agree with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Because, wait, okay. What we, what we know is entering a gun into any situation... Increases the, the, increases the risk of the gun being used. Yes. I I'm saying in a situation how... where violence is a threat, yeah. there is a disparity between men's physical okay. strength yep. and women's physical th- strength. Yep. If the woman has a gun, that disparity is erased. It, oh, no, no, no. She is a as diminished. powerful nah, as no, no. the man. Nah, no, no, no. Because he could overthrow her still. Not if she shoots him. Yeah, no, but he, how, about, how about if he, he whacks it out of her hand? Yeah, that's true. Like but, I said. I, I, I don't know. I think it's diminished, but it's not erased. Well, this is the, I mean, this is the argument. The argument is that women should have guns. Oh, man. I don't agree with that, but I do agree that it does equalise the threat situation. and the power. Um, don't, oh. Apart from obviously getting into hand-to-hand combat with no one actually shooting the gun. Yeah, the if, gun if itself. If you both have two loaded guns and you're both packing heat and you're ready to use it, it... It's just a it's, man and a woman. It's two humans with powerful weapons able to shoot them at each other. I think... I, I think that we should not have guns. <laughs> like, I don't agree that all women should have guns to equalise. I don't think it's... I don't what about think tasers? No, but see, this you think I all think, women should have tasers. No, I think women shouldn't have to do anything. Yeah, no, exactly. I, think I think the men, women shouldn't have to argument is a very pleasant but bullshit argument. It, really? True, yeah. true. But, you don't think we'll get there? Sure we will. But that doesn't mean that, you know. But I, I think it, focusing on what women should do to feel safer mm. when that is an exterior threat mm. and the 
the other factor is a human with a working brain mm. and and can make their own decisions. I think the focus needs to go on to the men yes. to behave and learn about themselves and to behave better I agree. towards women. I think education should include things like you will have impulses that you're not entirely in control of. This is what they'll feel like. These are the situations in which they'll arise. This yeah. is when you need to shut yourself down and walk away from yeah. a situation. Here are some tools to do that. And I think that's important. Yeah. But... In the short term... People do not... Like, the people who will listen to that... Mm are not necessarily the people who are the problem. Absolutely. absolutely. So I think in the short term, give a woman a taser. Yeah. Um, give her some pepper spray because it's not likely to be deadly. And it's not to say that a woman that doesn't have pepper spray is responsible for her own violation if she's then violated. Absolutely. But... So you really don't think that... It's, I feel like it's the next step in, our, in, in gender relations that we will eventually... Uh, like erase that sort of um, idea that you know men have uh, ability. Or men men are uh, capable of. Uh, oh, wait. Unless you cripple wait. men's legs as teenagers and give women jujitsu classes, <laughs> there will always be a physical disparity yeah. Yeah. for the majority of men to the majority of women, yeah. with exceptions, obviously. How can but that be the erased? Capacity. The thing that but isn't it isn't the next step that that uh, everyone uh, like can can take that next level, that next step of. Um, oh, what am I? This what, is what, very what, idealistic, but yeah, I think what you're saying I th- is. I, I thought I think we can get there as well. I, I believe too, and obviously there's short-term solutions and long-term solutions, but I think it, it would be great for us to try to get to a place where men and women are seen as equals. Yeah but being aware of our physical differences mm. and and teaching our young men that they're not owed anything mm. from women. They're not owed sex because they're better than women. They're not owed anything... <laughs> they're not owed anything because they are more powerful physically. Yeah. If you believe that the woman that you're hanging out with is equal... Yeah. Then, and as a human, as a, and you're seeing them as a fellow, yeah. you are not, you are less likely to then demand something from them sexually, physically, emotionally. Yeah, I agree. Because you are owed it. But that's. I agree, long-term. which means that I think that every time a woman tases a man for getting gropey, she should shout, no means no. <laughs> And we should teach that in kindergarten. Yeah. I think the problem is mainly that, uh, you know, rape and assault don't look like what we think they look like. I do a joke about it. You know? Most horrible things that happen to women happen in relationships. In families or with people that they know and trust or on dates. Or, you know, those they don't happen with a guy jumping out at you so you know yeah. who to taste. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. happen in sort of sickeningly ambiguous situations yeah, yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. the woman is made to feel guilty yeah. and ashamed or pressured yeah. or disempowered or yeah. physically unsafe so she sort of goes along with something that she's not... Like, oh there's all this grey area stuff that I think we need better language for. Mm. Yeah. Which goes back to the fact that we're still, we still struggle with the language. We still, we still get... get 
flushed when we when we talk about sex. Oh my god! So many pink I, cheeks here. <laughs> there, there is a responsibility on women to communicate better. You've both, I think, you've absolutely both admitted today that you don't communicate well in certain intimate situations. I, look, I, I do. So you're responsible too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is one of my big manifest. I did a rant last night about this, uh-huh. about the fact that we need to... Like, we've been given a lot of freedom. We've been... We came into a world where a lot of work had already been done towards yeah. making us equal in society. Yeah. And to rest on our laurels, to be self-indulgent, to read women's magazines is a betrayal of that work that was done for us and we do need to fight our own natural impulses just as men generally do and, and it's acknowledged now generally that men do have to fight their impulses we have to fight our impulses to, to be, be passive nice. to be nice we are to be nice to we? be accommodating to be self-sacrificing if it's not actually in the best interests of everyone involved not that compassion isn't useful not that generosity yeah. isn't a va- yeah. virtue but that you have to examine these things whether they are just gut reactions, whether you are just a pushover, whether you are letting other women down by smiling at a guy who catcalls you in order to diffuse the situation, or whether if it's a situation where you are safe, you go, hey, man, that's not okay. Mm. I I would like to state that I will tell them them what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. if I'm I'm not, like, uh, uh, yeah, I, I... if you're interested in a guy, what do you do? Avoid it. <laughs> so now you have a responsibility. I think that's what we're going to... We're going <laughs> to close this sh- co- podcast down in a minute. Yeah, I think the deal should. is now, if you like a guy, it's now your job to go up to him and say, I'm a bit into you. I did. I did recently. Yeah? High five. Yeah. Because then you're not and doing this thing away. where girls have to be passive and guys have to pursue. Yeah. Because yeah. that's a very dangerous template for yeah. guys that are not great at reading signals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if he's a little bit on the spectrum, <laughs> you know, this... Because, I mean, we, we're in a society now where everyone knows that no means no. Not everyone knows that silence doesn't mean yes. Uh-huh. Including women who are using silence to say yes. Yeah, okay. Which is a dangerous thing to do for yourself and for oh, other wow. people. For the next girl. Wow. Who actually oh, means no by silence. Figure out what you're thinking, and this goes on every side. Figure out what you're thinking and try to communicate that the best way you can. As a gay man. As a gay man. <laughs> I'm doing my best, Alice. I reckon I'm doing my best. I'm, I, I've found out a lot of things about myself, and I think that, <laughs> I think that I've got a long way to go. <laughs> but my God, it is a bloody minefield out there. With... with um, with roses all around, <laughs> like there's, there, 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 yeah, wow, I, 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 yeah, I wish I could break it down and understand it a bit more, but I, I do believe that I'm well, doing my best. We'll have tea again at some point. Yeah, now let's yes. go and look out at that uh, wavy paddock over there. Yeah, no country too. Thanks so much. Thank you. Awesome, guys. <laughs>